What is going on, everybody? We are back again here with NFT Beat. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host here, Mr. J Chains. What is going on, J Chains? What is up, my man? Hey, long time no see. How was Florida? It seems like it's been a little, it's been a hot minute, right? It's been a hot yeah. minute. Yeah, a couple weeks, couple, two, two weeks, yeah. you know? Yeah, we had it some lot time. Of, a lot of crazy things happen in the NFT world. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. We're all doomed. <laughs> Every, people in chat are like, damn you, Stash, for this clickbait title. I don't like this title. I hate you know, the title. You know, sometimes it's fun to be a little cheeky, man. I felt like I, I'm like, come on, man. It wasn't like you know, I'm not I'm not going like full Bitboy crypto over here with my with my clickbait, <laughs> but you know, what I'm saying? I thought it was kind of funny with the thumbs, like doom. But you know, hey, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. love it. Hey, if that's what brought you here, tr just understand one thing: we love NFTs, and they it's are true. not going anywhere. They're, no, they're not going anywhere. That's true. Uh, you know. Doomed is in the way of like, you know, could NFTs end up being something like what we're seeing here with Doom today? We're going to talk about Doom and being on a blockchain, being a cloned game on a blockchain you may not have really thought was possible. And, I mean, uh, and some other stuff. I mean, like, we got a bunch of stuff. We're going to talk about Yuga settling one of their lawsuits. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about Immutable. Uh, they've they've uh, just launched their passport. And we got a couple other things. What, what, else, we, what else are we talking about today, J. James? Uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, the Birkin bag. Uh, the ever, ladies, it's the the coveted bag for the ladies. But there's a digital version of it. Got a little bit of a country controversy happening around it. Uh, yeah. Some really cool yeah. stuff though with uh, with WeTransfer, uh, and then uh, some weird stuff uh, people are borrowing uh, against FTX tokens. Uh, I, come on, what is wrong with people? But you know what? To be honest with you, like I'm super excited if we have time. And I don't know what the order is, but to talk about the immutable passport thing because that to me it happened about yeah. a week ago. I think the news came out. Uh, but that, I mean, that, that may be bigger than like the Sony NFT news that happened a few months ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree, man. Immutable is definitely at the top of the list when it comes down to companies that are pushing the forefront, you know, when it comes to companies pushing the forefront. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier about me being in Miami. It was great. I was there for the, the Gamers Choice Awards. It was the very first ever in-person Web3 gaming award show. And it was pretty nice. cool, man. It was small. It was fun. You know, you weren't there. But I wasn't okay. there. I know I the the chat did vote for me to go. I just couldn't True. get down there. But you know, it's fun to see the pictures. You know, I got to see you were down there with Miggy, uh, Metamona. Yeah, definitely had a good time. It looked like yeah, all, all all the Web three gaming fam was down there, man. So uh, you know, anybody if you guys are watching, you guys were there. Ton of fun. We had a good time, and uh, you know, got to present some winners, and uh, I enjoyed it. Now I did not win NFT. I did not win Content Creator of the Year. I should have won. Should have. but I did not. I'm a little disappointed. Okay, that just means we're going to just build and crush harder this year. Uh, yes. Give me a little bit of fuel to go off of, but we saw a good time. something to look forward to, right? You can't, yeah. uh, can't, well, I guess you could start at the top. That would make sense. <laughs> I know, I can but I've been at the top for a long time, man. Now, now I have some yeah, yeah. other competition. There's enough people now for there to actually be competition. There's enough projects for there to be an award show. That I am proud of because I definitely had my hand in that. I've been grinding this shit, oh, talking about NFTs and, and gaming since 2017 even when people like j chains were like nah man when people like bit were like nah man when people like crypto windy were like nah nfts are dumb uh you know i was still i was out there and i was out there i was trying to make it happen so you couldn't give us nfts back in 2018 i couldn't i tried so hard you, you know i did bro <laughs> I, I was making did. nfts for our group like cool little things and people were just like meh yeah meh. cool man have fun with your have fun with that buddy <laughs> have fun with your jpegs stupid stash oh, 
Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, hey, I know one of the things we'd like to do is start the show with uh, a little market update. Got some fantastic news. About that's that. right. Let's go check it out. Dude, are we like a, we're like almost like an ATH since we started talking about this. <laughs> I know. I know. So so why don't you bring, I mean, the market segment we're looking here, it's a little cool, but it's hotter than the last time we, we, we checked. I think it was in like the, the high 20s. And now we're looking at about 35. Why don't you break down what we're seeing here on the old barometer and what you see for the, yeah, the markets here? Absolutely, man. I, I appreciate you, you throwing on over here. So, you know, as you guys know, like, you know, the last couple of weeks we've been looking at this. And uh, and again, when I first started looking at it with my show uh, like two months ago, uh, my morning Twitter space that I live stream, you know, it was at 10. And now this isn't the perfect indication of like where we are in the market uh, as far as are the bulls in town. But I think it's like it's just a fun judge of like, Oh, like what's today going to be like? Because, you know, obviously the salt levels are way down. Now, if you look at like, you know, the traders 24 hours, you've got almost a 50-50 balance of, you know, traders in the last 24 hours mm -hmm. that are in the profit uh, versus not. Now, if you look at the 30-day profit and loss, that number is a severe imbalance. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to put a little bit of a, you know, so we could see a little bit of a difference there, right? So you look at the, the kind of 30-day uh, yeah. and then the 30-day chart here for the blue chip index. And it kind of, it, it, you know, it follows suit. It follows suit, you know. We're seeing quite a fall off from just the the same time this month. I'm um, sometime same time last month, uh, and uh, you know in January, and we're we're seeing a significant fall off for these blue chips, and the profit and loss reflects that for sure. But you know m maybe a little bit of an uptrend, maybe a little bit of uptrend, like you said, with, with the sentiment here starting to you know inch back towards that fifty percent mark, and uh, you know seeing the kind of you know the the, the balance of buyers and sellers. You know, getting more towards also maybe more closer to a fifty percent mark. Do you, do you feel it ever gets to more than fifty percent? Like, do you think there's ever a point where there's going to be more buyers than there are sellers? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, man. I think, and you know, like, and and what I you know I wanted to say was, you know, we're we're obviously going to see this number change um, when the you know the 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 cycle comes back for NFTs, and it will, uh, let's separate you know the crypto cycle uh, versus the NFT cycle. Right. Because there, there may be some kind of difference. There may be some kind of catalyst that happens in this ecosystem that, you know, the price of NFTs blast off before crypto does. Right. And like, right. look at like, you know, some of the articles that were in the news stories that we're talking about today, you know, like doom on Bitcoin, you know, that that may change, you know, the the activity on that network. Who knows? I, whatever. But, you know, like the things like with Immutable or, you know, some of the other stories that we're going to talk about how they might bring in uh some more mass adoption they might they might be catalysts for some of that activity here now yeah. you got to think you know if yeah. people do come into the nft space through any kind of means there has to be some onboarding whether you get ethereum solana cardano whatever it is right to get into yeah. these ecosystems yeah uh, i mean you know it's one of those things like adoption doesn't people think adoption happens just with like one big event but it's really a series of little events that lead up to something to where it gets so hyped. And usually that is is coupled with price action. You know, we've seen this time and time again, price action for, for you know, the entire market. People, whatever, they love coming in when there's hype and we're at the top. And they're like, screw it, man. I'm getting in right now to NFTs. I'm getting into crypto right now because everything is hype and, and you know, Bitcoin's going crazy. It's, it's near all-time highs. Now's when I'm going to buy it. I'm like, no, stop. No. Don't do it. And so when you guys talk about that clickbait title, this is kind of what we're talking about, man. You know, stop buying NFTs at the top. Uh, make sure you look at the great, you know, when there's good times. And this kind of data is going to help with that, you know. Really be able to see, like, when a blue chip has bottomed out, right? When, when a, a, an NFT you know or a crypto you know is going to come back 
you know, in, in this bull market is 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 that is at one of its lowest lows. And right now, yeah, we've seen a little bit of of, of pumping in the general markets. Uh, it hasn't translated as much, I think, to NFTs here over the last uh, you know couple of weeks. But uh, you know, people think, oh, the bulls are back. Maybe they are. Maybe this is the beginning. I feel like maybe we're in a little bit of a bull trap, but we'll see. We'll see, right? Um, I'm I am right there with you. Yeah. So I'm that, cautiously optimistic. Right. Exactly. And that's where I'm at too. I'm I'm very cautiously optimistic about this because, uh, you know, I've seen this before. It happens often, mm -hmm. and you know, people get kind of suckered into it. And they think that it's back, and I'm like. I don't know, man, like all the signs, like the macroeconomic signs are not necessarily pointing to things being back right now. So I, I think we're seeing the same thing in the stock markets too. And NFTs don't, they follow pretty closely behind, right? We talk about crypto, like stock market, crypto, NFTs, and they're all correlated in different ways. Money's flowing in and out of different things, right? Absolutely. Yeah, well, and obviously, you know, with all of that, you know, and, and why you think like, and, and I think we could probably move on after that, but, you know, why you think it could be a bull trap is the attention's not here. And, you know, we've now yeah. been in, a, in enough cycles to know you don't have the attention to get the momentum. And, you right. know, with retail kind of getting wrecked or very cautious, and we saw November was the largest outflow of crypto into wallets, I think, mm -hmm. in the history institutional money is like pretty much wrecked across the board I, I, we don't have it right now we don't have that attention to make anything really happen yeah i agree the attention is just not there all right so let's go move on to our first news story today and this is what we, we you know we alluded to this we alluded to this but doom you can now play doom or or a clone of doom it's not the exact it's not the original og doom but you can play it directly on bitcoin uh, so with one of the latest upgrades here uh, for Bitcoin, the Ordinals, uh, you know, uh, protocol here has allowed you to kind of make like, you know, NFTs. And, there, and we, we've already had something kind of like this before. Stacks on Bitcoin allows you to do kind of non-fungible tokens. But this is, a, a, a you know, a brand new update here. And now someone has essentially taken Doom and they have put it on to Bitcoin so you can kind of play it. Uh, through the Ordinals NFT protocol, right? So it's, you know, they don't necessarily call it NFTs, but it is the same kind of, it's, you know, same kind of feel here. Uh, yeah. And, you know, th this is well, one of those... Well, Maximalist, Maximalist wouldn't allow you to call it an NFT either. No, 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 exactly <laughs> not. Okay, definitely, no, we definitely can't call it uh, NFTs if you're a maxi. But it does, it does show that Bitcoin can be extended to do some cool things beyond just what it's been doing and what it's known for, which is, you know, store value, transfer of value, Right. Uh, and, you know, this is kind of one of those funny things that people like to do with Doom anyways. Like, I don't know if you guys know the history of kind of Doom is like, uh, as the article talks about here, like, it's kind of a tech culture meme thing where like, hackers have made Doom run on like a pregnancy test, on calculators, ATMs, smartwatches, on toasters, on Pelotons, and they even, they, even on an unhackable crypto wallet. Uh, you know, they, they've, they've been able to like make Doom run on, right? So like, this is kind of one of those fun things. Uh, so anyways, you know, I thought this was kind of cool, man. I mean, being able to just do something like this on Bitcoin uh, using kind of the, some of the latest tech is kind of fun. What, what, what do you think, Chains? Absolutely. And so, you know, when we when I was looking through articles for all this kind of stuff, you know, I, this is something that I thought. And when you sent it to me, I was like, man, I know how massive this is. Um, but I was looking at it from a different perspective, right? Uh, the perspective was, okay, this to me is corny as, sh like, corny as shit. Like, uh, no one's actually going to do this. It's a novelty thing. But what are the actual benefits that come from this? Like, what, like, what are some things that, uh, some key takeaways? And so there are five things that I came up with. And it was, one, it's integration of crypto in a video game. Pure and simple, right? It, it's doable. Is this very rudimentary? Yes, but that's not the point. Uh, it's gamification of crypto. 
It's an ex increased exposure for crypto. It's a potential impact on the gaming industry and it's an exciting development within this crypto space. So like, again, it's, it's cheesy, it's corny, it's funny, it's a novelty, but if you look at some other higher level things, it's, it could make impact saying, you know, these are the kind of things that are possible. I've been in this space since 2017. I didn't know that you could put a game on Bitcoin. This, I've learned something new today. And I hope that a lot of people have as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the cool thing about this too is, you know, this was asked, how are we doing? Well, I mean, like taking Doom like this and being able to, because it's such a small game, right? So the original Doom was only about 31 kilobytes. That's, that's freaking tiny. But that's the kind of thing that is a good proof of concept for doing something on Bitcoin because it needs to be small. You can't put large style games on chain and have them be fully on chain because of the massive size of most of these games. But Doom was perfect for that. And so when you talk about like, okay, well, uh, you know, do do Bitcoin maxis want to call it an NFT? Do they support NFTs on Bitcoin? Could Bitcoin NFTs really be the future for the stuff we're doing? I mean... It shows that there's possibility there. It shows there's possibility there, but uh, I don't know that they're going to take over Ethereum anytime soon. But this is a really fun thing to be able to see and just, you know, like I said, one of, the, one of those fun things like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, they did this. That's cool. It's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, and I feel that, you know, and it, again, it's just, it shows that there, there can be ways to do things that, you know, other people probably haven't thought of, you know, outside of the box, using blockchain, using crypto, all that. Right, right. And, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Plaintiff, I, we, we talked about that already, so you must have just came in. So, yeah, you know, uh, NFTs on Stacks, which is another extensible here for Bitcoin, have already been possible. And like I said, ordinals, they're not necessarily NFTs. It's just it's a new uh, layer that allows you to be able to do some cool stuff like this. But like I said, they don't call them NFTs. But, I mean, kind of essentially, it is a kind of, you know, non-fungible token, right, is what it comes down to. I, I right? think, you know, probably what they would want to call them are uh, NFSs non-fungible shit coins right because if it's not bitcoin <laughs> well i mean you know that's what i'm saying but when it's connected to bitcoin like this does you know is is that you know so now it's running on the bitcoin network you know does a maxi still say no this is stupid i don't want to be a part of this this is not what bitcoin is if it can uh, you know run legitly on bitcoin because there are uh, nfts on bitcoin through stacks and there have been for a while uh one of my you know friends over at satoshables if you guys haven't seen me talk about Satoshi, it's been a little while, uh, but they moved their their NFTs from Ethereum over to Bitcoin on Stacks because they were Bitcoin, you know, oriented NFTs. They were only about Bitcoin. So I thought that was a pretty cool thing that they did. Uh, and this was quite a while ago. This was like mid last year. Uh, so it's definitely possible. Now, I don't know if maxis are people who are like, no, I don't want to be anything. I don't want anything to do with that. Bitcoin is just this one thing and it should always ever be just this one thing. And that's it. I think that's a little bit, I mean, that's a little bit short-sighted, I would say, you know, for a technology that was meant to change. You know, yeah. it was literally I mean, built into how it was originally built, and it was meant to change. It was meant to, to evolve. And Satoshi would be a moron if he didn't build it like that, and he's, he's not. We know that, and that's why he didn't build it like that. Yeah. Your, your point is validated. That's <clears throat> true. That's true. Hey, hey, mic drop. You could just go like this right now. I am Satoshi. No, I mean, you know, we are, what it comes down to is we're all kind of the Satoshi in that way, right? You know, extending Bitcoin, extending, you know, what we're doing with crypto. Yeah. And that's like the ethos of all of it, right? It's, it's the spirit of it. <clears throat> At least yeah. like when we got into it, that's what it was. I know it's a little bit more of an industry now. But I think at the end of the day, you know, if you've been in this space for a while, you've got a different perspective.
Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. And I mean, like I said, this is a clone, and so it's not the original Doom, but it is funny, and I think it's kind of cool to, to see something like this. Uh, but let's move on to our next topic today, because this is something we talked about last show, and then here out, you know, here's some more news and updates for this. Uh, Yuga Labs has settled one Bored Ape NFT trademark lawsuit. One. Just one. They, you know, it's still, it's not the main one with Ryder. It is um, not. But you know what? It, it, what I the the key takeaway I think that's important about this is that you know the person that this particular lawsuit and, and this case was against acknowledged that what he did was wrong. And right. So that's right. why they settled. You know. And he yeah. Said, so, I, so they, sorry they that settled. I was talking shit. <laughs> they settled. They're just, they're like, all right, we're not going to tell you why or how we settled or what what's going on here, but they settled. Uh, and uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where. Probably was smart. This guy, you know, maybe I think this guy just didn't have the same stones, the same giant stones that Ryder did, and he's not kind of going the same direction. You know, I think this guy was kind of like, all right, they got me, like, all right, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying they didn't, you know, caught red-handed kind type of thing, and they settled out of court, and and he basically apologizes. He says, uh, it was never my intention to harm Yuga Labs, and I reject all disparaging statements made about Yuga Labs and its founders, and appreciate their many positive contributions to the nft space says lehman so this guy uh this guy lehman is the is the guy who they have you know uh ryan lehman or i'm sorry a developer it's 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 a uh, well the original developer yeah thomas lehman was the original guy and so uh yeah i mean it, it's it's one of those things where okay well one down but the big one do you think this is going to make any change or any any kind of difference here uh i mean now if is if it you know, if it was a character thing, you know, if it was, all right, it's starting to unfold now that maybe, you know, it was, it was blown up a little bit, you know, maybe some things are fabricated against the story against Yuga, who knows? Uh, I, you know, when I first heard about it, I was just as shocked as everybody was, um, you know, but you know, the more that you look into it, you're like, man, uh, you know, a, a couple coincidences and then a couple more coincidences. You're like, man, this is kind of strange. Uh, but I just I want to wait and see what how everything unfolds. Uh, I am a huge Yuga fan. Um, I hold several assets uh, that I plan to hold for a long time, unless there's a major issue. Uh, so I, uh, you know, you know, the problem with sometimes in the court of law, especially now, is you know maybe they don't quite understand a lot of this NFT stuff. So like you know you hear about things that I heard I saw some article and this this could be funny to talk about at some point, but uh, Craig Wright is still like going through the court process like these multi-billion dollar court things to be satoshi like bro they don't like but these courts Craig, like, don't just understand. stop man just stop but the we thing is like, they don't understand like like any of this stuff so like how can we be having these monumental landmark cases with people that might not really understand what all of it's about in the first place yeah i totally agree you know i will say that i do think that this actually might have some bearing on the case against Ryder and the other, you know, his other cohorts, right? Because this is like one of those things like, okay, well, hey, you know, we talked about precedent, other things that have happened around something similar with Yuga. Well, the judge is going to look at that and that's going to play into his decision. Oh, well, they settled here. So that must mean that this definitely, you know, and, and, and you know, it's not a close and shut thing where it's like, okay, for sure. This this was uh you know the the, the case against Ryder is going to be thrown out because uh you know he he was infringing and he he is uh, you know stepping over the bounds because you know this other judge found this guy Lehman 
uh, or they settled, and and so then you know that's kind of. Thrown. I mean, I but I do think it will have some bearing on the judge's decision on what he's considering when it comes to a case like this, because like you said, it's not necessarily something they've seen before. I'm sure these these judges have seen all kinds of copyright, copycat, you know, infringement type of cases. But this one does have a little bit of a different edge. And so you, yeah, I think that all that data is going to be taken in consideration. And so this could this could give a little bit of an edge to Yuga, I think, actually. It, it could. And, and, ho- and, you know, again, hopefully, you know, especially with these kind of IP things and you've got, you know, uh, like the uh, this is is this like the war against derivatives? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I would like to think maybe that there is some kind of war against derivatives now. There are some really cool derivative projects, but like you know, the the one that Ryder did, blatant ripoff. I mean, literally, it was exactly you know, like it was like the you also had like the okay bears, and then you had the the not okay bears, where basically they were just flipped backwards, right? Like some of that right. stuff is ridiculous. We've like, seen that, that multiple happen. times. Yeah, I mean, that's happened so many times in NFTs. It's crazy, and you know, there it had, no no case has ever gone this far with it mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, but I mean, this this kind of stuff will set legal precedent. You know, we yes. also we talked a few weeks ago about the fact now that you know you could be served a summons via NFT. So like, you know, it's all it's all coming, it's all happening. You know, it's all building in the background. Now, now to play devil's advocate, what what do you think would happen if Yuga did lose this case? If they legit lost this case and Ryder wins and and it fully comes out clean and they say yes, I'm sorry, you know, this is not infringement. You, you know, people can go ahead and do this because of the nature of what these NFTs are. Do you feel like that is going to devalue Yuga as a company and devalue their assets and their NFTs uh, on top of that? And, and, and will we see people start to dump their assets because of this? Or do you, or do you think it has not a really big bearing? I mean, I, I, you know, obviously, I, I don't have the crystal ball, but you know, it's the no, same. I mean, kind I'm of not thing talking about. I don't want. I don't want. Yeah, I'm not looking. I mean, what's your opinion? Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Don't fuck uh, your own you bags, know, I, though. I'm not. Well, I feel like <laughs> yes. I, like I think that yes. Like in any industry, uh, that's why you typically would have you know a, a copyright or a trademark or something that would at least give you ten to fifteen years for your idea to uh make you the money and then at that point you know other people can create something that's very similar because that goes away so like i mean that's standard in any business so like i feel like you know if that's something that we want to evoke here in the web3 nft space like that would make sense but if it's the wild west then 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 just go for it yeah what do you guys in chat think do you think that uh if yuga lost the settlement would it would it uh you know fud their you know their their blockchain i mean not their blockchain but their coin their their ip their nfts would would you see people starting to dump those or do you think that uh it just it just pumps it even further because it's like like uh agent jacks here he says he says all all press is good press to be honest uh yuga pumps on the loss and so people i don't know like on a loss they're gonna pump i i I don't know man i mean i don't know that they would maybe wouldn't change it but not sure if it would really pump people like when, when they're making headlines like hey yuga labs loses lawsuit you know everyone rushes out to go like do board ape type stuff and then one of the main utilities of owning a board ape is now gone, which was the hey you get you get full license to do what you want with your board ape, like open up a freaking restaurant with your board ape as the yeah. you know mascot or something, right? Well, yeah, I'm, they'll be, they'll, I'm sure there'll be very few people that take advantage of that, but I, I do see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to our next topic here today, uh, talking about immutable and their <laughs> unveiling of their new passport. Yeah, and this, this is, is exciting. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool, man. You, you want to break this down for us here, J-Chains? 
Yeah, yeah, I could do that. Um, so, yeah, like you know, Stash was saying, so they unveiled a thing called the Passport. It's going to make it easier for gamers and developers to onboard uh, into this Web3 ecosystem. So it's it's literally going to make it as easy as possible. Uh, so I was talking to somebody about it this morning, and they were saying, like, you know, think about removing the seed phrase, and it literally is just a login, right? Yeah. It makes it super easy. So it's offering uh, the design simplicity of the process is managing digital applications, which can be confusing. We guys know that they're confusing to most people that don't know much. And especially, you know, we want to bring more gamers in. What's the problem? Is that maybe the whole concept of, again, it's the seed phrase, the wallets, all that kind of stuff. They have, it's like an all-in-one solution for all this integration for both consumers and developers, which I think is fantastic for the ecosystem. Yeah. I mean, one of the big things, too, that I want to highlight as well is like it allow game studios and developers to tap into critical information, including insights into customer behavior and players' needs and wants. As much as I love that, I'm also a little afraid of that. Uh, and Why, the reason. Gonna have your data? I, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, being able to. Okay. So it, if it's based on a wallet, then essentially it's like monitoring your bank account. So you get to see the spending habits and how much they're spending when and, and on what type of assets. And as as great as that is, is for a game studio to have, it's also a little, I mean, I don't know, it's a little bit scary, I would think, for a consumer as well to like have that, that data exposed to somebody. Now, are they going to yeah, be doing it in a very secure and private manner? I'm sure. I don't think it's going to be information that's going to be easily you know garnered. It's not public. We know that for sure. But at the same time, it does make me a little uneasy. I don't know that I, I don't know how to feel about that. Like, you know, I don't know that I really, do I want that wallet connected? And then, and then, and then it's connected across everyone you use it for, right? So not just for one game, but then you can see what people's spending habits are in other games too. I don't know. I, 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 how do you feel about I, that, J Chains? I love that. I love that. And that, that to me uh, sparks... What is becoming, I think, a more frequent conversation, especially as we you know, develop more into this Web3 ecosystem, is the trade-off between convenience and privacy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, this plays right into it. I mean, think about the same things where, you know, air travel. You know, I, I have clear. I have said, you know, my retinal scans and my fingerprints in the system are, it is worth it for me to be able to expeditiously get through an airport. That is a convenience that I will trade no, for that. No, no, <laughs> I will stand in line. Do not scan my retinas. No thumbprint. Can you guys see the thumb? Are you guys getting it right there? All right. No, yep. no. Yep, we got it. I, I, I'm, the, I'm the dude. I'm the dude that will burn his thumb, his, his thumbprint off of his thumb and his fingers, and literally like put in like like thing, you know, like contacts in my eyes. I don't use facial recognition for anything either. I don't like it, dude. I'm not the guy who's gonna go to like you know mydna.com and like submit a bunch of my jizz or whatever you know, and they analyze it and like tell they're they're just they're they're stacking all this shit against us, man. I I enjoy having some privacy, and you know at the same time I I'm okay with like giving some of that up in certain cases, but when I know that it can easily be used for nefarious purposes, that really irks me, man. And a lot of it has to do with getting money, getting Seth, more money out of you. Do you use one of these? I do. I got one. Yeah. Okay. So that means that someone is taking your data and using it for their gain at your expense. I so but I, I, I opted in to give them that, right? Not not that it was a requirement or like, hey, you know, to be able to do this. Like and most of the times when I get that pop up, they're like, Hey, 
uh, we want to get permission to, you know, anonymously take your data and use it for our own purposes. I always say no. There's legit not one time where I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure. Fuck it. I'm, I'm good with that, man. Use my shit. No, man. You know, one of the cool things I actually loved about about NFTs and Web3 was the idea of being of being able to give that power back to the people. You want to go take my data and then go sell that to somebody else for something or do or use it, whatever, or, you know, use it as a, as a selling point for your new technology uh, so you can onboard a bunch of people. Uh, and, and then what do I get? I get nothing. I get well, nothing. You, data like, is data is the biggest driver and seller of everything these days. It's yeah. how all the big guys make their money. I want to be able to have control over my own data, and if you want to use it, okay, sure, but give me a little something in return. All right, somebody clip this moment, tag Immutable. Let's have a conversation with the folks at Immutable. We need some more integration. Yeah, and, and, and so the thing is, I love. Okay, so look, look. Let, let, let me preface this. So I love Immutable and what they're doing. I've supported them since the very beginning. Before there was an immutable, when it was just Gods Unchained, and then they had to make another company because of all the shit they were doing. I, in general, I love the idea of having a unified passport that incorporates, you know, a, 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 a you know, keyless or, or you know, private keyless kind of, uh, you know, self-custodied wallet that also includes things like identity and, and stuff like that that can be used across multiple. I love that. But not if, if there's no option to like say, hey, I don't want my data you know, used or, or given to game developers or passed on, that to me, and we don't know that. I mean, it doesn't say here like, oh yeah, just so you know, there's an option to be able to turn that off. Uh, you know, I, that's the only thing that worries me. Everything else I love. Everything yeah. else I'm totally for and I'm with. I just don't like it when you don't have an option to not give your data. And when they just say, oh, well, well the trade-off is the fact that, you know, now it's just easier. So, you know, oh, it's so easy. If it's just easy, then just give them everything you want. Okay, great. Here's my first freaking born. Here's all of my money. Here's access to all my bank accounts. If it's just easier and it makes my life easier, I'll just give you everything. Like, I'm just not that dude. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. I, I think that, you know, again, it, it, there is that trade-off there. Um, you know, it's, there are other cases for, I had a point to make, but I've lost it. Uh, but it was i know it was really really i good. ranted you out of the point i ranted you i know out of the point. it was I'm sorry. really really good damn it i'm sure it was well if, you, if it comes back up let me know hey well, hey remember from 45 minutes ago <laughs> so i mean like i said you know and that's one of the things i i do like i i i think that blockchain helps us with those things and i don't want to see that go away just because of convenience i think that we, we you know we move the peg Time and time again, oh, well, we want more people to come in. We want mass adoption. So keep, you know, just, just moving the peg one more step back and, and be okay with less and less decentralization or less and less privacy. And at some point, you know, wh where do you stop? You know, if you, if you just keep making concessions and are okay with making concessions, at what point do they stop taking from us, right? And, 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 uh, and, and, and well, there's no point. That's what I'm saying. They'll just keep taking. As much as we'll give, they'll keep taking every inch. And so there's got to be that point somewhere. You know, where we have that comfortable mix of, of, you know, convenience and privacy. I think it's possible, but, you know, people who are money, they want money, are, they don't want that to be the, the case. They don't want that to be the case because it's way less profitable. It's way yeah, less I profitable. Mean, and maybe at the end of the day, uh, maybe, we're, you know, we're just not there because there's just not the right people in place because the greed factor is still prominent. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. But that's true. you know, as this ecosystem grows, as there's more people that that come in, you know, for different reasons, the right reasons, maybe, maybe that's that will be developed. Hopefully, yeah. that it is. That's the goal. 
Well, and yeah, and we see, you know, people bring solutions to the table, but, um, you know, not like you said, sometimes it's just they don't have that perfect mix of privacy and, you know, ease of use. And so it just doesn't it just doesn't happen. But our, our next uh, topic here actually might go the distance. I don't know. Uh, do you do you use WeTransfer uh, for any of your file transferring needs, J Chains? I have in the past. Um, it's been a while. Um, you know, it's usually if you've got, you know, large video files that you need to get to somebody, whether you're in a remote location, like that's what I've used it for is for like mm -hmm. larger video files. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it looks like WeTransfer is going to be partnering with uh, Minima, which is a new layer one blockchain that's in testnet phase to be able to, uh, you know, provide a, a like a mobile NFT solution, like, a, you know, for I guess what they're going to be doing, you know, be able to allow people to, you know, do NFTs directly on their phone, like boop, boop, boop. You just right, right there, no problem. Um, it's another mainstream adoption push. I mean, it's just another way to make things easier for people. Now, is this, uh, you know, as, as something, you know, we're we are guys in this industry. Do you th do we think that we transfer is going to be the end all be all solution for PFP NFTs? Nope, nope, I don't think so. But you know, with the things that uh, where NFTs going in the future. They might be onto something. Yeah. You know, the, we all, the interesting thing, ahead. the interesting thing that I do like about this. And the only thing I take from this article really, because a, I've never heard of minima They're They're in a test net phase with their blockchain, which means there's, there's tons of kinks to work out. Not sure why, why we transfer specifically with them. But the one thing that does stick out to me, the one thing that I see that's interesting here is they say that, uh, you know, their ultra lean protocol will allow users to run a full constructing and validating node from mobile. I think that's actually pretty interesting, right? So something being small enough and contained enough where it can run on your mobile phone versus like, I have to have a, a, a VPS, right? A virtual private server to be able to run a node for, you know, lots of things, right? That That's, you know, the, the norm for running a node for any blockchain. But this will be something you can do on your phone. Kind of cool. What do you That's think? interesting. So what what I what I don't know is, um, you know how how easily would it be? This seems like the type of thing where, um, if it is very successful, this could just be a beta test. You know, they, they may have a, uh, um, you know, uh, what's it called? You know, maybe an agreement with a, a larger blockchain saying, hey, listen, test this out to see this works. We don't want to attach our name to it yet. We don't want to, you know, go through all the failure points with you. Um, you know, but maybe the, you know, the idea is to, to acquire you down the road or, you know, hop over. And, and I don't know what uh, blockchain they're, I know that they're, are they their own blockchain or is it like a fork of something? Like, yeah, it so EVM? it says that they're, uh, they're a new layer one blockchain that's in, uh, you know, in testing right now. So I think that it's, you know, it doesn't say that it's EVM compatible either, which is interesting. So it is definitely a protocol that is specifically meant for I guess mobile focused use cases, right? And and you know being able to allow people to generate NFTs on their phones, but you know this peer to peer network, you know that's optimized for mobile use is what uh, looks like Minima is really going to be all about, you know. And I, I like I mean, the idea of it being on a phone. But, that's where uh, that's where the activity is. That's where yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just interested to see how that works. I mean, most people's phones are on all the time. How often is your phone off? Like literally, you have it powered down. How often is your phone off? I, I I restart my phone maybe once a, once in a while. I don't ever actually turn it off and leave it off. 
Right. What about you guys in chat? I want to see. I want to see. You know what you guys do with your phones. If you turn your phone off regularly for longer than thirty to, uh, we'll say longer than an hour. If you turn your phone off regularly for longer than an hour, or like maybe when you sleep, put a one in chat. If you never turn your phone off and you just do like what J Chains does, like maybe you restart it or you know here and there, maybe turn it off, turn it back on, but it's usually almost never off. Put a zero. So zero if you never turn it off. One if you do turn it off at you know for some period of time. I want to see in chat what you guys are doing with your phones because I agree. I think most people have their phones turned on almost all the time. Even when I sleep, I just have my phone on charging right next to my you know, thing. So I think we're going to see mostly zeros on that. So so if you're running a node all the time, that'd be yep. a pretty strong network if you get a lot of people signed up on it. There you go. That's what I was getting at, and that's what I mean. So if you can run a node off your phone, and most people's phones are on all the time, uh, you know that's what you want from you know from a, a server, right? So that's why we mm -hmm. use virtual private servers because they're up all the time. You don't have to have your computer on. It's on a server farm that's always up, right? Always up. All right, let's move on to our next story here and round it on out. Uh, I, I, you know, I have not heard of of uh, of Birkins before, mm. but Meta Birkins are apparently you know being they stomped all over the trademark of the original here, right? Is, is that the case? Like, does your girl have one of these bags? Is is that is you know are are you rocking? A, is she rocking a Birkins? Sir, sir, this is a bear, this is a build market. My wife is not <laughs> rocking a Birkin bag right now. <laughs> these things, like from what I understand, they're like fifteen or thirty thousand dollars, which ultimately, you know, uber luxury. And uh, and maybe at the height of the next cycle, uh, if we're all crushing it, we can all get our loved ones Birkin bags. Uh, but for now, I'll probably stick to the Meta Birkin, uh, the NFT model, <laughs> until until this lawsuit goes wrong or right. Who knows? Until yeah, so basically yeah, like they they you know they're they're suing uh you know they're suing this NFT company that made Meta Birkins right so they, you know hey it's it's just a cash grab they're trying to cash in on the Birkin name and how dare they you know if if they're truly charging I, I didn't I mean thirty thousand if they're charging thirty thousand dollars a bag you know and they're like very vehemently going after you know someone with a small you know NFT project. That seems a little bit weird. Maybe they're not doing as good as we think, but dang, man, that is crazy right there. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Hermes special order, Birkin 30 Vert, 34500 What? Jesus. I cannot believe that, dude. Would you guys buy it? Would you guys, I mean, okay, even if you were a straight baller, I mean, like, maybe not Elon status, but, like, you know, if you were a couple pegs down, would you be buying $35,000 bags for your girl or for yourself? Like, would you be buying ever? Like, I don't know that I, even if I had like billions of dollars, I don't know that I could ever justify like, oh yeah, for sure, a thirty-five thousand dollar bag. That's that's sane. That a sane person no, buys that. It's absolutely insane. But you would you would uh, you would have to do it at least once. You would have to. You do, you do it once. <laughs> but why? Just 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 YOLO. Just because I can. Just because I got the yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you would have know, to. Man. You, you would have to. Like, like I, there, my wife's not even like interested in stuff like that. But if we were like rolling in bees, dude, she'd be like, "Where's my Birkin bag?" So okay. So the thing is, like me personally, I am I am less materialistic. Like spending lots of money on like items, right? I would definitely spend tons of money on things like vacations, trips, experiences. concert experiences, cool things that people don't. You know, a lot of people don't get to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like. 
I don't know, man, being inside of a whale eating caviar or something, you know, some crazy <laughs> shit that like super rich people do. Like, hey guys, you can you, we'll take a boat inside this uh, whale. And we're gonna harvest the caviar directly from them inside. Like, I don't know, you know that, that's not a real so, thing, guys. But you know what I'm saying? Like, just crazy, I'm ridiculous going. shit. I'm going on that. How you were down with that? You just go dine in the belly of a whale. <laughs> yeah, then, then, I don't know why that was the first thing I thought about, but <laughs> Pinocchio, man, isn't that from Pinocchio? Yeah, I, I, that, I got Pinocchio vibes on that one, um, but I don't think you could harvest the caviar from inside the whale, the eggs. Like it's just not. It just I don't think that makes sense. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Are, are you guys? Are you? You know, if you guys had stupid money, like stupid fu money, billions of dollars, would you guys buy a bag like this, or would you still be like, no, nah, that, that's just dumb. That's just dumb. I, I don't know. Right, let me know in chat. Apparently, they go up in volume, man. That's it. Could be like an yeah. investment. I mean, a 2K bag, I could almost see. Like, okay, that, even that's pushing it. You know, it's like, man, that's got to be a really freaking sweet-ass bag. I mean, like... Does it zip uh, up by itself? Yeah, exactly. Does it have, <laughs> is, does it have auto zip technology? There's got to be something going on in there. Like, no, man. Spill-proof spill -proof technology. People, the makeup people is not going to spill yeah, the floorboard they'll spend of the, the car. Money. I don't know. I don't know. They'll spend the money. Oh, uh, all right, so just wrapping up here in our last, our last article. Uh, speaking of people... Who are looking to be ballers? What, is what do you think about this chain? So tell us, break this down for us, man. Um, all right. I think that right now there's way too much volatility. It, 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 there's way too much volatility in this ecosystem right now to start leveraging your NFTs to borrow crypto, especially the token. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, aren't they buying FTX token? So, I mean, when it comes down to it, like, you know, using uh, like a, a, a NFT DeFi protocol like NFT Fi, right? Uh, people can go and put up their, you know, we'll say a board ape or collateral and then be able to get tokens back into, you know, from it and then, then go do whatever. But they essentially have to go and, you know, then pay that back. I mean, it's not like, you know, they, they, they can't for sure. But, you know, it looks like people are at the point where, you know, uh, using these like wash trading tactic tactics on top of this to try and you know make their money back uh, on kind of what we're seeing right here, here from these these uh you know recent pumps, right? So whereas NFTs may be down and they're they're the liquidity there is very low, maybe you can go take your board eight, put it up, and stick in some money in you know some some uh you know shit coin that's going to maybe do twenty percent or something. Uh, and then flip that back out and then get your 20% that you've just now made or whatever off of that and then repay back the loan. Oh, that's but, a beautiful, that's a beautiful concept stash, but that's not the way it works. Usually people get destroyed. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Then you end up like, Hey, well, you know, now your T has gone. You've been margin called. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah. So now you got no crypto, you got no board ape and you're sitting there crying saying, what do I do next? Yeah. I think yeah. it, just trying to trying to leverage and, and and risk against you know some of your blue chips or some it's just not a good idea. Like, yeah, some people but, have been successful doing it, but unless you know what you're doing, it's not a good idea. Yeah, and I mean, but so so uh, NFT Fi has uh, has a record uh, of four thousand three hundred ninety nine loans, uh, which totaled about eighteen thousand ETH uh, was distributed in January. So. You know, may, you know, when people saw this pump going on and, and it was really pumping hard for the crypto side of things, but NFTs were lagging behind a bit, 
You know, I think that 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 might be a play when you talk about okay, well, how do you play a market cycle of money flowing from one side to the other, right? So if crypto starts pumping first, you use your NFT to get some collateral, hit you know hit that uh, you know you know crypto market, make twenty percent or fifteen percent or ten percent off of those of those tokens, then go back and repay the loan, get the NFT back. Now the NFT is up more. Because now the cycle, you know, like like the money is flowing into NFTs after it's flowed into crypto and rinse and repeat. But yeah, I mean, it's a very, very risky thing. I don't ever, ever uh, suggest you doing any kind of margin trading or leverage trading. That's just not how I roll. I've seen too many friends get wrecked doing it, too many people getting wrecked doing it. And I definitely don't, uh, you know, recommend doing it with your NFTs either, especially if they're ones yeah. you really like. Yeah, especially that's why you have them. That's why you buy your NFTs that you like. That was one of my bear market strategies was to put my crypto into NFTs that I enjoyed looking at. So I wasn't upset at looking at a down portfolio. Yeah, yeah. You know? I don't know, man. Like I said, some people are, are, are just degens and they're all about it. And they're all about swinging back and forth, uh, you know, with the trades wherever they can. Trying to get that, you know, a couple percent here, a couple percent there and taking the risk. Uh, but uh, that's not that's not the game I play. I'm more of the long term guy. More of the long term guy. So it's not about time. To my detriment, sometimes <laughs> there time are tokens the I definitely should have sold in this last bull market, and I didn't. I sat on them too long, and I didn't sell them, and so now I'm sitting on them. But I mean, the thing is, when I bought them, though, uh, I was confident in them being a long term play. So I, I still am confident in the fact that in this next bull cycle, you know, they may be worth even more than if I had just kind of sold them at the top of this last cycle. Um, and you know, to date. I'm still up more than I'm down. So there you yeah. go. That's a good thing. And that's yeah. what you want think, it, as a as a you know trader. I'm hanging on to some that I know aren't really worth a whole lot right now. But again, yeah, when that ETH value goes up, they will be more they will be worth more than what I paid for. Them. Yeah, yeah. And then you just floor them. And and all right, so so we're gonna wrap up today, but la last little comment I saw here from from uh, uh Mr. Tech33. YouTube revenue is doomed. I don't know why, but yeah, I mean revenue in general for for all the web channels are down. Uh, we're still we're still sticking in there. Still loving what I'm doing here uh, with NFTs and gaming. I think Jay Chains feels the exact same way. We're not going anywhere, mm -hmm. but uh, we're having a good time, right, Jay Chains? Talking about what mm -hmm. we love every damn day, at least here every Tuesday. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, you've got shows that you you put on all throughout the week. I do the same thing. This is what we do. This is this is our full time gig. This is we believe in Web three. We believe in this ecosystem and the community that that you know makes this whole thing up. And so I like to say on the show that you know I I am a community member of Web three. I, I while I am an educator and I create content. I am a community member. You are a community member. Like we are here, and so we're all building and growing and developing this together. It's yep. just an exciting thing to be a part of, man. I tell you what. Not yeah. going anywhere. And you guys watching now, watching during a, a bear market, you are the real you're you're the real G's. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You you are the real ones, no not the people who are just here for the quick buck and now they're gone. They they don't they're not engaging, they're not here anymore. They'll be back during the next hype hype cycle. But you guys are, are why we do this and why it matters and why you know we we continue to uh, you know serve this amazing community that we we love being a part of. So thank you guys so much. We will see you next Tuesday. For another episode of the NFT Beat. See you. We out!